Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have with me Trainer Dane, lifestyle strategist, expert. Uh, he's also the coach for... Well, Trainer Dane, I met you a while ago, and I'm going to mess it up. You can tell people a little bit better about yourself than me. Um, so tell people what you do. I mean, like, I know you do Clamp Gladiator, or yeah. I'm going to let you talk. I got, I got your back, Joe. I got your back. <laughs> so I am Trainer Dane, a life strategist, where my mission is to inspire people, empower people to live healthier, happier, more prosperous life, and at the end of the day, age with awesomeness. So I am a franchise owner of Camp Gladiator. We are an all-adult fitness company, both virtual and in person. I have my life strategy coaching group, which is called Age with Awesomeness. What else do I got? We've got YouTube. We've got Instagram. I got, oh, my podcast, which is called Turn Positivity into Possibility. And that literally, did you know, maybe you don't know this. Did you know that was coined by our friend George when I was with him in Utah last year? No, I didn't know that. I I had no idea. I'm going to share this story then, right? So Joe and I both have a really good friend, coach and mentor, George Bryant. Yes. And I was at a very small retreat in Sundance, Utah. And I used to call myself the excuse eradicator. And George is like, we're hiking, we're literally hiking. And I, it came out of nowhere. He goes, can I just tell you something? George is pretty upfront. Mm-hmm. He goes, I hate when you call yourself an excuse eradicator. Am I allowed to swear on your podcast? Yeah, you're good. Okay. I, well, I just got to ask. But he said, the excuse eradicator makes you sound like an asshole. He goes, it makes you sound <laughs> like the alpha male that's just going to hammer you down. And that's not what you do. He goes, literally what you do is transmute positivity with your voice, your purpose, your mission. And I was like, George, that's exactly it. Like, I just didn't know how to verbalize it at the time. And he challenged me. And he used to send me Instagram, like little videos. And he's probably sent you some, Joe. He's like, you should just do your daily Danish and make it a daily podcast. It's way harder than I ever thought Mm -hmm. to come up with content every day. (laughs) Yes. Redundant. But I haven't missed yet. I think today, as we record this, I dropped my 91st podcast episode and it officially launched September of 2021. So that yeah, was the you're crushing it. You're but crushing it. Cause I started this podcast in June and I just released episode 51. You're going to be episode 62. So like we, we go. I, I got a bunch of them set up cause I was just trying to get ahead, which is a good thing, but yeah, no, George is great. And uh, yeah, I love your podcast. You guys should check it out. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple, anywhere where it is, especially in the morning for me, I like it because it just gives me that little positive kick, but it is hard. I will tell you this, like I'm doing the best bros are doing that 75 or not 75, 45 day live yep. challenge. I'm on day 35 of it and I do sales and I like to talk, but I'm having to think, okay, what did I talk about already? I don't yeah. want to be the same, but yeah, so it, it, it is pretty interesting there. And really at the end of the day, no matter whether it's taking people to six figures and beyond, or for me being a life strategist to help people live healthier, happier, more prosperous, like, the, the victors come and those that are consistent. Yep. Because I also started on the Bid, Biz Bros Challenge and I did, I forgot. Actually, I was telling somebody about podcasts and being on here and I'm like, I did their podcast too. Um, I probably did 12 or 14 days and then all of a sudden you turn around, it's 930 at night. You're like, I can go live. Yeah. <laughs> but what I should have done and what I teach you to do and what I coach you to do is don't consider yourself a failure because you missed that day, start the next day. Yeah, just start over. Start over. But, but what happens is, right, we miss a day, then it's a week, then a month, and a year go by. And for those of us that have a little gray hair, I actually have no hair. But anyway, um, a decade will go by pretty quickly if you're not careful. Yeah. 
Well, but you just said something very important there. First, just be consistent with what you're doing, which I love. And second, we're all going to mess up. We will. When you mess up, just start again. And it's the same for fitness, for business, for mindset. Because like with this thing, I mean, we talk a lot about, you know, making money, but a lot of it, you and I both know this. It's not the money comes when you fix yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all that stuff. And then you have your plan and stuff in motion. I think a lot of people just are so afraid of failing or once they fail, they just give up. And in reality, if you just start again, people will respect that. I, oh, a hundred percent. I think you should show that you're fallible. I think you should apologize and work to make it better. So I literally just had a conversation with a young woman that it was a friend that kind of brought her into the conversation that we could all work together, blah, blah. Well, she really, she was, you could just tell she postured. She wasn't going to, she was not going to accept the message. Right. Mm -hmm. So then she messaged me the next day and apologized. And she goes, I'm afraid to fail. Yeah. And then we haven't really continued the conversation, but here's my question. If we get to talk again, I'm going to pretend you're her, Joe, right? Okay. I'm like, Joe, did you pass every single test you ever took in school? No. And maybe someday somebody's going to tell me yes, but most of us did it. Or the next, the better question would be, did you make 100% on every test you ever took? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> okay. But they didn't kick you out of class. They didn't tell you you suck. You should start over. They, you either had to remediate and do it again until you've got the confirmation. If you're with your kids, right? They Sometimes they're do great in math. Sometimes they're in English, whatever it is. And you keep going. Right. And then the next story I have, I have a really good friend that I went. So I was active duty. And you go through basic training. So to learn how to be an airman, a soldier, a Marine or whatever. And then you have to have a job. So then you got to go to tech school. Well, I didn't realize till I met, re-met Mike 20 some years later that he got recycled, which means he had to go back and do basic training again. Then he went to tech school and he got recycled there too. And then he, he retired from the Air Force 26 years later. Wow. But he could have given up and they could have sent him home but he wanted to do it. He just mm -hmm. said he was just kind of an angry 18 year old kid that wasn't really ready to listen at the time. Yeah. And most of the time when we quit, think about the time, energy, and effort you've already put in. Mm -hmm. So the next piece I think is when you set a goal, a target, however you're going to word it and coin it, what's it going to look like when you succeed? And then what's it going to look like if you don't? And if it, if it looks worse than in, in putting in the effort, you did 75 hard. That shit is hard. Yeah, I did it twice. But, but hold on. But hold on. I did it twice. I tried it six times. So here's the crazy funny story <laughs> with it. First time I tried it in October and I forgot to read one night. So like I got into day 18. Then I actually did it from Christmas, the day past Christmas, right before COVID. And I did it, it was great. No problem. Then I was like, my wife and I were going to try it together. It didn't work out, whatever. And then I tried to do it in the summer. Summer kicked my ass. So I waited like another eight months. <clears throat> and finally, this summer again, I was like, you know what? I'm not letting it kick my ass this time. So I had tried in August before. And you're here in Texas, too. The summers are hot. Yeah. I made myself do it in July, August, and September. But I went in with knowing I had to have the right water. I had to have a plan in place. I had to have my food set. I had to, like, I went in knowing what I needed to do. So I made it to where failure would have only been if I quit. 
And there were some days I just walked 45 minutes twice. It wasn't like super glamorous, whatever. But all that did was just taught me to keep moving forward and being stronger and being the person I'm supposed to be. But you brought this up. Too many people get caught up in what do people think? Or I didn't do it well enough. Or I suck at this. But you've made it so much farther already. When your kid starts to walk, you don't yell at them because they fall down. (laughs) Right. Good job. Let's go. Keep going. You know, same thing with building a business, sales, relationships, health. You have to just keep going in in everything. Right. The only failure is stopping and quitting. Yeah. But even with your success with 75 hard, what do you do? You set a course and a plan. If they're working with you, Joe, right. And they want somebody wants to make their first dollar, first hundred dollars, first thousand dollars. They've got to have a plan in action. They've got to make X number of calls, whether they're cold calls or hot leads or whatever. And you're standing there on the phone or whatever it is, and you're more afraid to fail. And if somebody says, no, it's just not right now. It doesn't mean you can't follow up, right? You're like, hey, Joe, I get it. You know, the company's not right there. You mind if I reach out in a couple of weeks and just see how you're doing? Good. Then put it on your calendar and then be consistent and freaking follow up. Yeah. It's the funniest thing. And I've seen this with sales guys, sales girls entrepreneurs, coaches, you name it. They're so afraid of that rejection, but you have to understand they're not rejecting you personally. Typically they're just maybe not ready for what you're offering, or maybe it's just not the right timing, or maybe they want to do it, but they don't feel strong enough to do it yet. And then you just have to build that relationship. I always joke with them. Yeah, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was going to say, I always just joke with them about like, at least this is a guy, you know, when you ask a girl out, you have to get the courage to do it. Well, she's either going to say yes or no. But if you don't ask, you'll never know. And you're always going to wonder. This is the same thing. All you're doing is just saying, hey, can I help you? If I can help you, then great. If I can't help you, fine. It's cool. Exactly. And then think about how many items have you put in your Amazon cart and never bought? Me? A million. I'm, somebody has yeah. it in your family, I'm sure. Oh, my wife has tons. She loves For Amazon. Sure. So that I means think about how many millions of things get put in the cart and didn't get bought. That's really, a, they didn't sell. Yeah. The difference is there's no emotion in that sale. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. We put our own emotion. Do you think that Anheuser-Busch gives a crap about how many times they show those Clydesdales during a football game? They don't no. care. You think Toyota, Ford, Chevy, they don't care? They're going to show you over and over and over and over. The difference is it's not a human being. You don't have feelings. You don't put that in. If you can, I think you should have feelings. I think you should be real. I think you should be genuine. And that's really where people buy. I mean, I was a high school football coach, had a budget, you know, and we bought uniforms and shirts and shorts and cleats. And really, after the first time somebody made the sale, we ended up building a relationship with Joe. I didn't even go to anybody else. Mm-hmm. I just knew every year Joe is going to show up with the new uniforms or every two years we got to buy, buy the uniforms. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's how we I make money. The relationship. And I like, we went to lunch and it didn't matter. It wasn't really about the lunch. It was like, Hey man, how are you doing? How? And then you get to know the kids or congratulations on being a granddad or yep. who knows, or the wedding. And then you build that relationship and that's that residual income. But if he, that guy, and they were mostly men, didn't mm-hmm. walk into the field house one day in the middle of the summer when it, most of them in Texas, they don't have any freaking air conditioning. It's not the schools I went to, maybe the 6A fancy schools do, but I was much lower. Uh, yeah, so you're in there sweating your ass off and there was just a connection. 
And uh, one of the well, guys- But that's what sales is. That's what business is. And what the problem is, is people watch too many movies and have the slick talking salespeople, or they go into the place where they're going to bait and switch you instead of doing what you said, making the relationship, making sure the customer's taken care of and helping them. That's what you do with your business, with your people. You help well, them actually, reach their goal. So I do fitness and lifestyle wellness together, right? Mm-hmm. And that we really have built a relationship, right? So unfortunately, as I record this last night, I had to go to a funeral because one of the people camp, they're campers, right? Fitness. And she's actually a life coaching client too. Her husband passed away suddenly. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. Um, it was very sad and very tragic, but I wouldn't have missed the funeral and the hug I got from the widow was, I can kind of get emotional just talking about it, mm-hmm. but she's just trying to figure out where she is. But it was about, if, if it was just a sale, I might not or even send a card or flowers or right. donated to GoFundMe. I mean, she's got two small kids, but it, it's way more than that. Yeah. So I reach out and say, I love you. I care about you. Is there anything I need you need? And right now she doesn't know what she needs, but I'll right. still be there a month from now, six months from now. That's when it comes in. But that had nothing to do with how we connected. We just, now I knew her husband. I know her kids and her little girls came up and gave me a hug and my wife a hug. And it's so much more or given even that, that little push or sometimes. So my ex-father-in-law repaired dental equipment and he was super friendly, big guy, mm-hmm. 6'4", 250, big beard. And people loved him. And he got invited to weddings. He got invited to Halloween parties, everything you could imagine, way more than the guy that was fixing the Airdyne water pick at the dental office. Does that make sense? He just Mm -hmm. had a presence about him that people wanted to be around. And when I'm sure when you teach too, right, be human, be you, be real and be authentic. I could keep talking, but here's the deal. I really believe when people hear sales, like you said, they think slick. They think the icky used car salesman. And unfortunately, there were some and there still are some, but you can't be one. Right. Not long, not to long term. I think being that slick salesman, you could compare it to fast immediate weight loss. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to get a couple of sales. You're going to lose a couple of pounds, but it's not sustainable. Right. Right. Well, and it's just it. People can smell it. They can feel it. They know it. But when sales is done right, when it's problem solving and you're ethical and you're moral and you're taking care of your customer and you're putting them first. And like you, you're going to her funeral because you have that much of a connection with them. Now sales becomes, hey, we're I have a business that's helping your business. We're family. I'm going to help you. It it changes the whole dichotomy because it doesn't feel like sales anymore. You didn't buy any more jerseys from anyone else because now you had family, Jeff or whoever that guy was that sold you the first jersey. It's like, I can't not sell to my family. I can't buy, not buy from him now because we have the connection. And I was sad when he retired. Yeah. Right. So that same connection. So for example, so I do a lot of life coaching, lifestyle coaching online now. Right. So people from coast to coast. And in our calls, we have purposes and goals to talk about. And we'll sometimes get sidetracked because we built that relationship. And I'll be like, Joe, we're really here today to talk about building your vivid vision. You know, what are your strategies for this? You said we, we set 10-day goals, 10-month goals, and three-year goals. 10-day mm-hmm. goals are to take immediate action. 10-month goals are to work on. And three-year goals are to dream on. Yeah. So, 
sometimes they'll say, you know what, today I just want to have a conversation about the kids or can you give me, you know, you're a dad, you're a grand, I'm a granddad, you've raised kids, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes that's where we go and that's okay too. But as the professional, I'm like, hey, originally we said today we're going to discuss one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. Are you okay with just working on one? And they'll say yes or no. And that's what we do, right? And sometimes you're going to walk in for a sales call and they just want to talk to Joe and you're just like, hey man, Dana got about 20 minutes, let's talk. Or maybe you're like, hey, I'm in a hurry today. I'll be back next week. Yeah. Well, and it's just finding that balance too. Cause it's like, you know, when you really like someone, you can talk and get caught up in it. But yeah, I had a uh, sales manager tell me that once when I was first in my sales career, he goes, dude, you connect and you guys can talk about the craziest things, but you need to talk to him about this. And I <laughs> right. had to take that like, okay, you're right. I really probably should talk to him about what we're trying to do, but I was just having so much fun. But that's also where I think the magic happens because then you have the relationship and then you have the ability to, it doesn't, it takes the, the fear away because it's not, there's no more the rejection thing. There's no more the, yeah, you just had to keep that focus. It, it's a fine balance. So let's talk, let's talk like closing, right? And relationships. And I'm very blessed that I'm, when I'm believing something, you can feel it in my skin. You can yep. see it. You can hear it in my voice. So recently I had a brand new offer and I, I did all the promotions from Facebook to Instagram to email, et cetera. Right. And you had to apply to join in this group. Mm -hmm. I had 10 applications and everybody that did it, I reached out with a video message, thanking them. And then I dropped in a link for the application. I got eight applications back. Two people didn't respond, mm -hmm. right? I had eight calls and I closed six of those eight deals. Nice. That's good. Yeah. I didn't really think about it until I was talking on business. So you know, sometimes I talk business with people too, mm -hmm. but really at the end of the day, it was about the relationships and what they'd seen and heard from other people and testimonials. Yep. And then again, I believe in the process. I believe in what they're, the end result is going to be so much. I'm like, I'm all in. Are you all in? And the idea too, go ahead. No, because what I was going to say, because that's one of the things I love about you. When you talk about anything, like you said, you're all in or you're not. Like you're 100%. But people can feel that. And sales is a transfer of energy. So when you are giving an offer saying, hey, I'm going to help you with your mindset or your lifestyle or your fitness, people believe you because you're 100% genuine. So I just wanted to commend you for that because like, it's very rare. There's a lot of people that try to be genuine, but they're not always genuine. It just doesn't come across the way. But with you, it's just, it's who you are. It is. It's truly, I believe what I was supposed to do in the world. Yep. So I will often say, and this is true. I was not voted uh, the most likely to see to my high school, succeed in my high school class, but I was voted the most spirited. <laughs> so there was something <laughs> even then, right at 17 or 18 years old, but years ago when I managed two hospital-based wellness centers, um, so fitness centers that are owned by the hospital and both CEOs are like, look at the hospital, nobody comes in here voluntarily unless you're going to OB to see somebody have a baby or, you know, right. Like, right. right. So the idea was to put it out there. So people joyfully came into the hospital and branded it. Mm -hmm. So we would sell t-shirts and the same kind of thing. And I, I don't do graphic art very well, like personally, mm -hmm. but I can tell you what is going to work. Does that make sense? Or what I can yeah, see? Yeah. You have an eye for it. Right. So you, I would tell you what I want. I would kind of tell you the fonts. I would tell you the colors. I would tell you what it's going to say. And you would send it back to me in a JPEG or whatever. And I'm like, man, that's okay. 
that makes sense. Like I'd have my mm-hmm. staff yep. and then the next one to come back and you'd be like, like, that's it. Like I knew right away. And then you proudly wear the shirt or you don the banner or the flag or whatever it is. So absolutely everything. I can't, I just can't be out of integrity. I mean, I've been blessed. I've had a following Joe for many years mm-hmm. and uh, everybody and his brother has tried to sell me something to sell somebody else. Yeah. And if I don't use it, like it, I'm not going to promote it. I'm with you. I 100%. tell you something that I use or promote. I'm not a huge supplement guy. I'm just, that's, that's mm-hmm. not me. That doesn't mean they're bad. That doesn't mean they're all terrible. I mean, some of them are very good, but most people, unfortunately spend money. They don't use it. Yeah. Right. So if you bought those sneakers and you never put them on or walked outside, it's kind of a waste of 150 bucks or whatever your sneakers cost. Right. Yep. You know, if you, if you spend money on you or me for coaching and you don't show up, it's kind of a waste of money. Yeah. And I, I've sold programs. There were thousands of dollars and people never showed up. And I've had people that just do everything 10 times more than you ask them to do. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the core that do exactly what you want to do. That yeah. makes sense? Yeah. I mean, that's- yeah. But this, see, the thing with this, just from what you're saying there is, it's kind of one of those, we shine our light. We do what we can do to help as many people as possible. And that's all we can do. We can only hold space for them. That's kind of what coaching really is. Mm-hmm. I'm learning that more and more. A lot yeah. of times people know what they need to do or they kind of have an idea. They just need someone to say, hey, Dane, you know what? Tweak this a little bit, but you're on the right path. No, Dane, you can do that. And even those little things, it seems to get them to move forward enough to get them to that next step. Now, there's certain things, of course, like with fitness, you would have to guide them on. And with sales, I would have to say, hey, these are techniques and all. But I think most people just want to be seen and heard. I, I absolutely agree. But let's talk about like, let's use sports as an analogy. So right now, as we speak, LeBron James may be considered the best basketball player that's currently playing, right? Currently. He has a head coach. He's got a strength coach. He's got a dietitian. He's got an agent. I mean, he's got physicians. He's got chiropractors. I mean, who knows what he does? A billion dollars a year, I think, on his health alone. Yeah. So why wouldn't you have a coach, somebody to guide you? Um, When you went from kindergarten through... 12th grade. Did you have teachers every year? Yep. Are they not coaches? They are. That's it. When you got the job or or did you not have mentors, somebody to show you how to do sales many years ago? Sales managers. And then people that I went and found that were better at than me. So I could learn from them hundred percent. Yep. Absolutely. So I don't, if you wanted to learn how to paint or take new photography or grill better or whatever it is, macrame. I don't know. I'm just making, right? You're gonna, I don't want to do that. But I was just trying to think of something else. But the idea is that we all had teachers and educators. Mm-hmm. So I, and I know for a fact that the biggest ROI you'll ever have return on investment is when you invest in yourself. Yes. Well, and you, here's the thing people don't realize. How can you serve your family? How can you serve yourself? How can you serve your community if you don't refuel yourself, refresh yourself and level up? You can't, but a lot of people, (laughs) I'm going to say this and it's a little bit harsh, but it's true. A lot of people have a fuzzy dream that they like the idea of, and they paint this movie in their head of how great it would be to be a business owner, to be in shape or whatever, but they're unwilling to do the boring, simple tasks they need to do to get there. Joe, if we could get, let's talk fitness, right? If we get the world 
to move their body purposefully for 20 minutes a day yeah, and drink at least 64 ounces of water a day, we could cure obesity. It's 20 flipping minutes. Yeah. You, there, I doubt there's very many shows on Netflix that are less than 20 minutes. No, I don't and think we'll there's- we'll sit our asses any. right on that couch with that clicker and a cold beer. Like, I like a cold beer as much as the next guy, right? Yeah. But you got to move. So I call them fundamentals when I teach and coach. So no different talk about LeBron. LeBron's been shooting free throws since he was a little boy. It's always been 15 feet. It's always a 10-foot basket, right? Mm-hmm. Every day. If you are a shortstop from the time you're in Little League to the time you're in the MLB, it's the same ground ball, just faster and a bigger field. Yep. Right? So the fundamentals we have, we want to wake up every day with intention. Set aside with intention in silence. Maybe it's going to require you to get up a few minutes early and decide what you're going to achieve today, or what you're mm-hmm. going to work on. Yep. And I want to challenge you 20 minutes. Now, if you can do more than 20 minutes, you can do 75 hard. You can do boot camp with me for an hour. That's great. But every day, I'm talking walk. Dr. Kenneth Cooper, the father of aerobics, said you should walk the dog every day, even if you don't have one. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes. Now, most of us are going to also tell you to drink half your body weight in ounces. But I'm like, let's do 64 ounces. Eight teacup glasses like grandma had, maybe. Yeah. Because it's about, my word of the year is intention, about the intention and having that intention to fulfill it and not ever letting yourself off the hook because it's easy to say not today. And you know that from mm-hmm. rain and shine and heat and cold and all those things, right? And then at the end of the day, I challenge you to find your yay for the day, which is reflection. I made one more call. I told my, I called my wife in the middle of the day and said, you know what, baby, I love you. I gave my daughter a hug. It, I, I did my workout. I did my walk. I did, you know, if, if you would challenge by Joe to make 10 sales calls, you did your 10 sales calls for the day. And maybe you closed on one, maybe you closed on none and you do it again tomorrow. It's but time for attention. Time. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. So those are fundamentals. And I'm sure when you teach your coaching, right? Says, there's certain things that are just what has to be done. Mm-hmm. And it's boring. It's mundane, but that boring and mundane is action. That boulder, once it gets moving down that hill, watch out, baby, because great things are going to happen. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's so funny because I'm with you on that. Even when I'm not in full workout mode, I still am walking at least 20, 30 minutes a day. I found that for me, drinking the water. I, dr- I try to drink a gallon a day. Yeah, yeah. But it's the little things that get you the big wins. It's never the home runs. Everyone thinks it's a home run. It's the base hits. It's right. the, like you said, with the fitness, having a routine in the morning, like when I get up in the morning, I have a different routine. I do my workouts in the afternoon. That just works better for me. I get up in the morning. I drink some coffee. I read for 10 minutes. I have some like momentary silence. And then when I'm driving into my office, I'm listening to a podcast, just recharging that way. Right. It's finding what works for you and being able to consistently just keep doing it. Um, people like the sexy glamorous. They don't like the boring mundane but the boring mundane gets you over a hundred thousand gets you over two hundred thousand it gets you to drop from 200 to 180 it gets you to mentally level up it's just people want the quick fix the quick fix is never the right answer it really i've never found the quick fix to be the right answer the quote i was i was interviewed on a podcast yesterday and the quote i used when we kind of had the similar conversation and this isn't mine i think it's jim Rohn. he said the hurricanes and tornadoes get the most press, but the termites do the most damage. Yep. hundred percent. 
right? Because it's not glamorous. They just chew, 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 chew until all of a sudden, you know, they're like, uh, you're going to have to replace this or that, right? They ate through all the studs in the house. So that's and you don't like. see them at first. It's kind of like with your health, with your money, with your life. You just click that in my head. You don't see the termites because you're too busy thinking you're doing what you need to do instead of doing what you need to do, which is, again, why we brought up having the coaches for physical, mental health, all that stuff. Like, oh. I literally started getting coaches and started leveling up and listening to podcasts and stuff. And I've seen my income double, yeah. like literally double my health. I went from 205 to 180. Actually, I went from 205 down to 168, but I didn't like being that small. So I'm at 180. Yeah. 180 is a better range for me. But um, and then over the holidays, I got a little bit bigger. So I got to get back down to 180. <laughs> but that was on me. I own it 100%. We're actually, my wife and I are doing more stuff. Um, but let's do this. We're not done, but tell people where they can find you. I know we mentioned the podcast, but. Yep. So again, turn positive into possibility on all the pl uh, podcast platforms. That's a daily podcast, Monday through Friday. Um, on Instagram, it now is Coach Dane Boyle. On Facebook, it's Dane Boyle. Those are really the main ways to do it. I would love to connect with you, guide you, help you. Just have a conversation. One of the things I went back, I, I journal, Okay. Mm -hmm. And I was going through and cleaning up in my office and I found a journal from 2015 and I haven't really said it more recently, but now I'm going to say it. My dream and goal before I die is to have 1 million healthy conversations. Nice. Whatever that looks like, right? Now mm -hmm. it could lead to a sale. It could lead to a friendship, but I just want the conversation because that's what it's about. So I'd love for you to go to Instagram and just Type in healthy conversation. I will shoot you a video thanking you. It's really going to say, wake up and be amazing. Grab your daily dandies. Thank you so much, Joe, for joining me and allowing me to prosper with my 1 million conversation dream and goal. And then I'll probably, I'm sure I'll have a question for you so we can have that conversation, but it will be real authentic. And you can see the smile I was blessed with a big smile. And I try to share it every day. I love it. That, that, that is awesome. So let's talk a little bit more about this because something else we've talked about coaches, but I want to talk a little about networking because you and I both went to George's event. Yeah. Um, I have shamelessly plugged George Bryant on this podcast multiple times and will continue to do so because he's awesome. But um, at that event, this is a crazy thing. Like we met in LBA, but at that event, I've got probably, and I'm on episode, well, this will be episode, I think 62, but probably 10 to 15 people from that event that I had no idea had not meant them. I booked for this just for my podcast part, let alone people I'm talking to about sales stuff and other things. How big do you feel networking and masterminds and that type of stuff is? I think it's huge. So again, you get taught, right? The more personal development you do that you're the product of the five people you hang around the most. So look around. My old man would have said, if you lie with dogs, you get fleas. I want to be more positive and surround myself with Dreamers, believers, and ultimately doers. So I think it's important. Mm -hmm. I do, but I do not believe that there's anything like like you and I met in Montana, meeting up, shaking hands, having a cocktail, having a cup of coffee. But in today's world, we should utilize all the tools yep. and get in those networking pieces, or find your group. Even it's a Facebook group, professional group, um, a hobby, and be surrounded by them. I think it's absolutely. Useful. I used to do a ton of local networking before everything shut down. Yeah. And when I would get new trainers, 
And uh, I would say, you know what the best I think you should do? Go join a networking group. Show up every Wednesday at nine or 10 o'clock, buy the breakfast at that hotel or restaurant, you know, because mm-hmm. they usually provide the room for free. And then when they gave it every time, it all works the same, right? Maybe they do a prayer. Everybody gets a one minute introduction and then peer, and then everybody, somebody gets a 10 minute something. Mm-hmm. Every time it cycles through, get up and practice your craft Yep. every day. And then at the end of the day, it's oftentimes, depending on you, it's what happens after the meeting is the most important. Mm-hmm. You hear Joe talk, you're like, Joe, I'd love to get to know you better. Would you, are you available tomorrow for coffee or jump on a call or whatever? It's huge because- you never know when somebody's going to come to you and they need to improve in sales. Like, oh, I got my, I got a guy for you. Yeah. Or maybe it's a plumber. I don't know. Maybe it's a photographer for your wedding. You're like, I got somebody for you, somebody you like, know, and trust. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. So I think networking is huge. I think masterminds are huge. I spent last year, my word of the year was CEO, which is really three words, but I just figured I'd use the acronym. Yeah. So I chose to invest more money in my personal development and business growth than I ever had. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the point where it was hard to click pay. Does that make sense? Like, yep, yep. And I'd have buddies like, when you think you're going to vomit, that means it's the right choice because that's the people, those are the people that you need to be with. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. No regrets. I got to go. I went to Montana twice, actually. Nice. I went to Utah too. So those were three major events. Uh, I did, I got to go to the Dominican on a cool uh, networking group too. And the wife got to go on that one. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean, I think also it has to be inclusive. If you can kind of work and play, do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Like I literally, I've been in a sales world for a long time. And I just kept having people ask me, Hey, help me with sales, help me with sales. So I went to an event was where I met George, not his event, but someone else's event in uh, May of last year. And I had just like the biggest investment I had made in myself and my wife, you know, this is a, another thing. It's always like throw having the right person in your corner, because like, oh. I, I'm good at sales. I'm good at making money. I know that I own that, but I'm not good at buying anything for myself. Normal kids, wife, dogs, whatever. Great. She literally said, when have you ever invested? Or really she said, when have you ever done something for you? And that made me make that switch. And then I ended up going to George's event and doing some other stuff. But I think just if anyone's listening, if you're like, well, yeah, I want to, but this or that, when have you ever done something for you that will impact your life? Because if you improve you, you're going to improve everyone around you. So I just wanted to kind of go with you on that, just kind of open it up a little bit more because it's like, I think men especially have a hard time with that. So it's interesting that you say, talk about men. So um, number one, the first George event, my wife spent the money and told me she bought the ticket for me. Nice. I talked about it, talked about it. Wasn't ready. I mean, I just, you know, you look at the bank account and she's like, you talk about it and you talk about him. We hadn't met or anything, but I had friends that had worked with him. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have no regrets there. So let's talk about men. So I was in Sundance, Utah with George and I, it was like, a, it's like a promo and love, love George show. <laughs> but long story short, somehow he said, I think in your future, you're going to work with more men. And I said, George, my background is fitness. I've got a graduate degree in exercise science. I was a high school teacher, middle school teacher, football, baseball, basketball. I didn't do basketball, but football, basketball, and tennis and track, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, trying to get the men to move at 40 or 50 years old after they were the starting right tackle or the quarterback, and now they're 50 pounds overweight and, and, and they're, they're worried about how they look next to the guy next to them at the gym. And I mean, there's a bunch of reasons, right? Yeah. I said, it's been a pain in my ass and I just quit. 
Mm -hmm. It's going to change. And so of the six sales I had, right, and I literally just marketed to women that in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, yeah, a I third know. of the people in my new group are men. Right. But because we need it too. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, you attract the people that you need to help. So there's something about you that makes people feel comfortable, men especially with it, where they're like, okay, cool. Well, Dane's done all this stuff. I feel comfortable with going to you. So you're attracting that somehow, whether or not you're marketing the one way you're attracting your ideal client. I think it's also because whatever you see on Facebook, Instagram, or email, it's 100% podcast. It's me. Mm -hmm. I talk about my wife and I love adventure. We love travel. When the world shut down, we said, screw that. We're going to buy an RV. Yep. Nice. I, I never hauled one. I didn't know shit from Shinola, right? <laughs> the first time we took... I live in South Texas. We went to the Gulf Coast and uh, we get there. It's dark, which is not the best way to get there the first time when you don't know what you're doing, right? Right. And then none of the hoses we bought from the RV dealership were long enough. I mean, it was just, but we traveled 30 more minutes back into Corpus Christi, Texas, and we overpaid because it was late at night, yep. but we did it and we did, weren't afraid of it. And that's where our physical health has to come in because sometimes I got to crawl into the trailer. Sometimes I've got the hitch won't go on. So mm -hmm. I want to be able to hike, climb, dive, whatever it is, all those things. And, and what's happening, I think, because I am in my 50s, the men get to see that I have a happy marriage. There's no perfect marriage. Right. But one of my non-negotiables in life is my marriage because, Joe, I didn't get married again to ever get married again. Right. So I'm very open and honest about that. Right. And they see being physically healthy and leading people and smiles and, and travel. And it's like, well, I want to do that too. And I don't, you know, you, when you're living the life, you don't always know it's the best life. You're just living right. your life. Mm -hmm. And comparison is the thief of joy, but they're like, well, I want to do that. How do you do that? Well, I yeah. started with personal development 2006. Like I could literally tell you when it was because my boss made me do it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm literally, so I got hired to be a hospital-based wellness director. Once gas got to $2 a gallon in Texas, and of course I drive a truck and I was driving hundred miles a day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm making shit for money. Yeah. Yeah. It was a nice, it was a great little town. I have got great friends still 15 years later, but I couldn't afford to go. Right. I find this job. I'm like, I got all the credentials. I wasn't a certified personal trainer. Then I applied for the job and then they hired, they, they offered to you like, Oh my God, well, I was going to go back and be a high school teacher and coach. And you know, I, from my 30 to like die. So I did the math and, and really the biggest key that allowed me to decide to take the job was I realized I'd never seen my daughter mm -hmm. ever do anything in school because I never coached at her school. And my sons were right behind my son. Oldest boy was going to be a senior in high school. I hadn't seen him play football. I hadn't seen him pole vault. I hadn't seen any of that. Oh, wow. But I knew that with this job, I could be there on Friday night. I could mm -hmm. be there to track me. Right. Yep. Um, and all, and all those kind of things. So you just really, I'll just transition. You never know where you're going to go. You never know how it's going to lead you, but you've got to be willing to jump. Have you ever seen the um, video of Steve Harvey jump? You know what I'm talking about? Steve no. Harvey from Family Feud, the comedian. I know who Steve Harvey is. I don't think I've seen the video. So he, it's great. Look it up. He put it in the show notes, whatever. It's six minutes. And he okay. basically says every successful person has had to jump. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, I have. I have. I remember now. Right, we talked about hitting on the rocks and things yes. like that. But anyway, to go back, I think the reason that I'm blessed and I don't know exactly where that's going to go, I will still offer the, I mean, look, if you're, if you want to work with me, I'd love to work with you in that million conversation. If I'm not your jam, I am also not afraid to refer you to somebody else. 
which I is another it. secret I tell people all the time on sales. <laughs> Sorry, go. you just I didn't even know I was, I was leading me. you into this. Like we should be a comedy team, but yes. that's it. So our, our mutual friend and acquaintance, Steve, said the same thing today. So he works with contractors mm-hmm. and he was at, telling me today that one of his, his clients was remodeling a kitchen and somebody called and said they needed like a toilet installed in a, a dental office. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, and the guy left his job, the paying job. And I was like, I think Steve, I would have encouraged him to say, Dr. Joe, is it an emergency? And if it is an emergency, he's like, Hey, I'm in the middle of a job, but I'm going to send you Steve. He's great. Yeah. Right. Or yep. instead of he said, no, it's not an emergency. So you know what? Hey, I'm in the middle of a job. Do you mind if I'll show up one of my staff or whatever, one of my stuff in 48 hours, boom. Rather yeah. than taking you away from a paying job to go bid a job. Does that make sense? But yeah. ultimately the idea was a referral. Because when you refer, when you refer Joe or Steve, then the next time they have an opportunity in a job and you're come back to you, a Tyler or whatever, it's going to come back in spades. Yes. Yep. It, it just does. People don't understand because they're, it's their mindset. And I had to get past this because I grew up in the country. I grew up poor. I grew up not having what I wanted. And I love my parents and all, but it's just, you know, what it was. And I seen them progress and grow and, you know, better themselves. But you, you have to have the not the scarcity mindset, but an abundance mindset in the sense that there's enough for me, you, Steve, Bill, Fred, Sally, Mary. George. <laughs> just help people. And if, if, and it comes back so much, my boss will get mad every once in a while when I do this, but I were from say, no, I can't help you, but this person can. And then, like you said, two, three months later, they're going to come back. Hey, I have a friend, he needs help. And then all of a sudden now I have a really big deal because I was honorable. I took care of the customer and I put them first. Absolutely. That's exactly right. So for example, in my new age with awesomeness community, I had a woman that I talked to long before any of the promotion came out and lots of really pie. Well, I can't wait to work with you. I can't wait. Well, just different things came up financially. She didn't feel like she could do it, mm-hmm. but she referred her coworker and guess who's in the group? The coworker. Yes. I never thought about that. I, but I was always genuine in the conversation. It wasn't just, you can't look at somebody as a dollar sign. You right. must think of them as a human being, a mother, a father, a brother, a cousin, all those things. And they all have people that depend on them and love them. Yeah. When we had to be careful because this is where people get messed up online. Because when you're typing on the keyboard, a lot of times you forget there's a human on the other side. So I see a lot of coaches or entrepreneurs or stuff, and they'll be pitch, 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 pitch. Or you've gotten them where you get the pitches in your DM, pitches in your DM. And it's because they don't understand we are still human. We still need that human element. You need to get to know the person before you try to get them to do something. You know, it's just that whole thing there, that whole dichotomy needs to shift on the, in the online world more. Yeah. Now you've got to build a relationship first. That, that I was telling you in 2006, the CEO of the hospital was my boss and he, um, to go back to it, I never really closed that loop, but the idea was that he said, you're going to come to class every Wednesday, tell your second in command, you've got, he's got an hour and he's going to run the show. And he, you know, gave me the book and they let it. And, and the guys that were leading it, it was highlighted and dog-eared and they'd read the book. They knew it inside and out. Well, when I took over that hospital-based wellness center, it was the first job, first position I'd ever had where people just didn't listen to me naturally. From the time I was on the playground, from captain of the baseball team, football, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I got every job I ever applied for, even as an E1 in the military, people listened to me because yeah. I'm, I can command that. 
in a good way, I think. And I'd be pissed off. I'm like, how do you expedite that? And they say, you don't. What you have to do is build a relationship. You have mm-hmm. to tell them what, what, see what they need and deliver. And they will begin to believe you and trust you. Because again, everything at the end of the day, like, know, and trust. Yes. So let me ask you this last thing. Yeah. We've yeah. talked about a bunch of very cool stuff. Um, what would you give my listeners if you had like five, 10 minutes, you can go as long as you want. Well, not an hour, but five to 10 minutes. <laughs> and what would you give them like for any advice you want? What would you want them to be left with? What would you want to impart on their heart? Number one, self-care isn't selfish. I think it's mandatory, really. I think you've got to care for yourself first before you can care for those you love. So invest in yourself first. I mentioned before the ROI, right? The biggest return on investment is when you invest in yourself. So it doesn't, look, Joe and I would both love to work with you, but it really doesn't have to start with a financial investment. Get up a little bit earlier. And and I've heard so many years, I don't want, I hate mornings, set, set an alarm. Like Joe said, he has his coffee and he reads. Well, guess what I do every morning? I have my coffee and I read. Mm -hmm. And then I pray every day. Maybe you meditate. Maybe you just sit in silence. You don't have to. Everybody's a little different. But what that is, is that gives me that intention every single day to put good things into my brain. I also listen to different podcasts, your podcast, George's podcast, other quote of the day is one of my favorite ones on the way to when I do my boot camps. But I think the biggest thing is investing in yourself, surrounding yourself. We mentioned this too, with quality people. They're going to push you and also call your bullshit bullshit. And you will never win if you don't ask. You will never win. So if you want something, you look, if I hadn't asked my wife out on a date and the very first date we went on, cause she'd been married before too, we were never get married. Well, now we're going to hopefully be like in the notebook at the end and just lay down next to each other. And that's it. But I'm telling you right now, that's the best advice because at the end of the day, as a life strategist, Joe, I want you to live a healthier, happier, more prosperous life. And it begins with taking care of yourself first. I love it. I totally love it. Thank you, Dane, for being on the show. My pleasure. You dropped crazy tons of knowledge. For all of you that are listening, you know someone that needs to hear this podcast. Send it to them. Share the link. And then also, if you can go and like and comment on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, that helps the algorithm. And just like Dane said, know you're valuable, know you're worth it, invest in yourself, build your network, and believe that you can and just start. And until next time, be amazing, be awesome, and thank you for listening.